When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with... Francis Beck and Tom Prince is on the way, WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. Uh, Derek Kramer is producing. And as you've been uh, listening in the, uh, I would say within the last hour, breaking news that the Buffalo Bills have released uh, running back LaShawn McCoy. Derek, this has a lot of people scratching their heads and stunned. I have to say I'm not surprised. I told my son after the draft I did not think that McCoy was going to make it to the opening day roster but in general are most fans shocked i mean this is a shocking one based on the name factor alone right i mean a 31 year old former all pro running back he's been with the bills for several years now and was looking heading into the season like he would be either let go or traded by the team or number one on the depth chart this was literally one way or the other there was no in between in this do you think that at some point the bills were actively trying to trade him found that there were no partners out there and the only option was left to let him go i would absolutely agree with that that I mean, has got to be the case the last few days brandon bees you know was able to trade uh players that were going to get caught and get something for them uh, which is fantastic you want to build up your uh your draft picks and you know be able to use that or package it any which way you can in the following draft so uh, i felt that that was uh, some great moves by bean so you have to wonder was he try actively trying to trade mccoy and that there were no dancing partners there for him uh you look at uh the other possibility the thing that i was thinking about uh, as i was formulating my opinions does anything does uh, Clowney have anything to do with this? Does this open the door for them to possibly swing a deal uh, to bring Clowney in, restructure a contract uh, so that it's uh, cap friendly? I would say Jadeveon Clowney is not even in this conversation. Okay. As a matter of fact, you probably released one of your bargaining chips on a trade. Okay. Uh, McCoy still has that name power. He still he looks like he looks like he can be better than he was last year, for example. But which isn't saying a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that is is a fair point, but I do suspect that a lot of that had to do with the offensive line woes as well as McCoy's struggles. Absolutely. Uh, The offensive line was terrible last year. You see how many guys are left even on the team from that squad last year. And uh, with whatever manageable cap hit McCoy creates here, he will bounce back and land another job somewhere. It's just going to be a question of where, when, and does it take an injury for that to happen for McCoy to get added somewhere. Are the Dallas Cowboys going to be on the phone uh, with him? Maybe. I mean, if Ezekiel Elliott holds out, LaShawn McCoy isn't a bad depth piece for a running back backfield for another team. Melvin Gordon with the Chargers is another instance like this. And the Texans have been reportedly looking for running back depth behind Duke Johnson after Lamar Miller was injured. So there are plenty of... uh, Tampa Bay is just an abyss of a backfield, just terrible. Well, they're just a terrible team. Ronald (laughs) Ronald Jones is already looking like a flop of a second-round pick. Peyton Barber should not be starting for any team ever. And this... 
Dare Aka, I don't know how to pronounce this man's name, might be the third down back in Tampa Bay, though nobody knows how to say his last name. <laughs> so If I'm McCoy, I don't want to wind up there. I mean, T- Tampa's a nice place to live, uh, and you can go ahead and play with Bruce Arians. That's You can play with Bruce Arians. That's not a bad thing to do. True. And there's worse offenses, I think, than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their defense is just abysmal. So there and are they have ugly of, uniforms. Yes, they do. But there are plenty of options where McCoy can end up bouncing out of this. The question is, what's the backfield going to look like with Buffalo coming into this? Correct. Is Is Devin Singletary going to become the number one back right away off of this after an impressive preseason? Is Frank Gore going to be the primary shareholder of the touches? What is the balance going to look like there? TJ Yeldon, Sonoris Perry, do they make the roster? What role do they have making the roster? Is Yeldon your primary pass catching back? Because McCoy was great at getting catches out of the backfield. Right. This is there's a lot of layers to this now for the Buffalo Bills and what's going to happen. But the biggest thing being, it's the shock of the name value. LaShawn McCoy being released is something that's going to send waves around the league. It's going to send waves through fan base. It's going to be something that's like, whoa, LaShawn McCoy was cut. All right, that's a big deal. That's a big name. But a lot of us are thinking, and a lot of us are suspecting, the way that they added Frank Gore, the way that they drafted Devin Singletary, the way that they used Devin Singletary in training camp and through preseason, that this was something that a lot of people were bracing for and seeing coming. This isn't necessarily what I'd call a shock to the system, but it's not necessarily one that it's like everyone could have called this. Well, because no, it's still with Sean McCoy. We saw, you know, uh, tips of it or, or a preview of it, uh, you know, earlier in the year when there was talk of trading him, when there was talk of trading McCoy, and uh, then uh, you had Bean come out, oh, no, he plans, you know, Sean McCoy's in our plans and yada, 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 the old company that, line. That sounded like that was trying to beef up the value to see if someone would be a taker. And teams do that, and I think it was more or less – it seemed like they were almost going out of their way at points to uh, bringing up LaShawn McCoy's value to the team, what he would be able to do for the team this year. It just sounded like one of those things where it was they're really trying to find someone to hook in on that, but $9 million is not an easy cap hit to take for any team. Right. And that's where everything falls flat, and that is where this report comes that LaShawn McCoy has been released. Yeah, I mean, you look at salary, you look at age, it all plays a factor. you got some young legs coming in there, and uh, it looks uh, looks like the Bills. You know, you'd like to be in on, on the uh, discussion. You'd like to be a fly on the wall uh, at one Bills drive to hear uh, the discussion between the coaches and management as they shape the roster. And, and that would be fascinating just in, unto itself. Oh, no, no doubt about it. I mean, just to add on to what you guys are talking about, he's going to land somewhere very quickly. Oh, sure. But more because of the shaping of the NFL the way it is now, and that is it's a two-running back system for almost every team that's out there. So to have that second running back that you're going to need, like you know what he was just saying a minute ago, McCoy's the perfect pass-catching running back to come out. Uh, of the backfield. So this is huge. I mean, I think there are going to be a lot of t- – I think his phone's going to be ringing already. Oh, sure. <laughs> to the minute it was announced, it's already ringing. I'm, and That's why I said, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Jer- Jerry Jones is picking up the phone and uh, saying, hey, we could uh, use you down here. And don't be surprised there's a block. Like, the Eagles still could come into play here, too. <laughs> there's talk of the Eagles uh, looking to bring him back before. Sure. So, I mean, and if I'm the Eagles, do I want to block that in the sense of – from the conference to stop the Cowboys from getting that. Well, I think the one thing, like what Derek was saying, you know, what's the Bills' backfield going to look like? And 
going to back what you just said with the two backs, everybody going with two backs. It looks like the Bills are going to approach it, running back by committee. Okay, we've got this guy for uh, pass catching, third down, whatever you're going to use him for. We've got a power back. We've got a speed back. Uh, and then you throw in the one, the fan favorite, the one uh, running back that had everybody buzzing, at least they're hoping that he winds up on the practice squad, is Christian Wade, uh, the rugby player. So Yeah, uh, Wade is – it's not going to be much of an impact on Christian Wade. Uh, no, but I suspect be, they, they have that free practice squad spot. Right. So they're absolutely going to use that. There's Unless a team adds him to their 53-man roster, which I don't think anyone ha- – like Wade has not played that well no. in order for that to happen. That is pretty much it. The last thing I'll leave you guys here with is uh, the other reports of players being released so far, according to several sources. Nothing official, obviously, yet from the team, including with McCoy himself. But the other players that have been reportedly released, uh, quarterback Tyree Jackson, running back Marcus Murphy, receivers Ray Ray McLeod and Duke Williams, defensive lineman Kyle Pico, uh, defensive end Sam Acho posted on his Instagram account, so that one's pretty much confirmed by the player himself. Uh, linebacker Dion Lacey and cornerback Captain Munnerlin. Those are the other reported cuts so far. Captain and uh, Duke surprised me. I thought uh, both of them played well enough, and I I like big body receivers. So Isaiah maybe... McKenzie made it really hard to yeah. uh, to make the roster for him and McLeod both. Like and... Isaiah McKenzie, anytime he's touched the ball throughout the preseason, touchdowns or big plays. It's been nothing else from Isaiah McKenzie so far from this training camp. Even from last season, he was a guy who was a versatile piece. He could return kicks for you. If, say, Andre Roberts is banged up, he could be a guy that gets a couple of rushing yards or some rushing touchdowns on those those reverses. He's a very versatile piece, and I think that the Bills very much value what Isaiah McKenzie brings to the table. And, hey, we'll see what happens throughout the official way. Marcus Murphy was the other one because, especially with this McCoy news, Murphy should latch on with another team. Those four teams that we mentioned with Tampa, Dallas, the Chargers, and uh, Houston? Yes. Marcus Murphy should be getting a call from somebody because the guy has shown that he can do it in the NFL. He has been through regular season action. He's looked good again in the preseason like nothing, like he hasn't lost a step. Murphy should land on another squad somewhere, and McCoy definitely will be getting some phone calls. Out of the other players, uh, who do you see making the Bills practice squad or the Bills bringing back for a practice squad? According to Matthew Fairburn, Ray Ray McLeod is a favorite to get back onto the practice squad. Fairburn saying the same about uh, Duke Williams as well. No Tyree? Uh, Nothing yet on Tyree. I suspect if they are going to put him on the practice squad that they will end up doing that. I don't know if he played well enough for it, though. Yeah, that's... Um, that fourth quarter might have saved him, though. I didn't watch. I have to admit, I had no interest in watching the last preseason game. Oh, it was bonkers. It was that comeback fashion <laughs> like last year's fourth preseason game. It was that fun <clears throat> little aspect like that. Uh, I was a little furious because I was writing my post-game update, and I'm like, the Buffalo Bills fell in preseason. No, they didn't. So I had to redo <laughs> the whole thing. So I was trying to get ahead of the curve, and then it's like, oh, touch, three touchdowns in four minutes. Let's go. And uh, Jackson actually, in the fourth quarter, really turned it on. He was good in the first quarter, then he was one for four in the second quarter. Not so good in the third quarter again, but then that fourth quarter finishes 22 of 33 for a hundred and I think it was, uh, I think it was like 178 some odd yards, but he added 77 on the ground. That rushing touchdown that was actually credited to him, he fumbled it like as he was crossing the plane, mm-hmm. and then that passing touchdown to end it to uh, David Sills. Ah, oh, never a dull moment in Buffalo, is there? <laughs> Anthony, quick question for DK: If they don't keep Jackson, what are their options for a third quarterback? They got to have something going, you know, as far as a disaster quarterback, whatever you call it. You just can't go through with 
either on a practice squad or the regular squad with two guys. And that's a good question there, Raj. I I think that they're going to scour the waiver wires, see what quarterbacks end up on the cut-down lists, and see which one they want to give a call to. They're not going to get caught with their pants down again with this uh, quarterback situation like last year, how they had to start four different quarterbacks, two signed off the street. They're going to probably add a third guy onto the roster and still possibly put Jackson on the practice squad as a guy to help out with like mobile quarterbacks on scout team and everything of the such. All that and more. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Of course, at 11 o'clock, Sports Talk Saturday. We have much more on that and other Bills news, so you're going to keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, time to get to talking high school football, and that's what we are here for. Uh, last week, we got into some of the smaller schools. We left off with uh, B1. Oh, before that, you did have one quick uh, news and notes before we get going. Yeah, Gowanda Central is looking for varsity. JV and varsity basketball coaches for both their boys and girls programs. I have one quick announcement, Anthony. Uh, Josh Lide- uh, Josh Haskell, younger brother of Danielle Haskell, who played for Franklinville as a ninth grader. He was uh, honorable mention All Western New York. He will be transferring to St. Joe's for his sophomore year. Hmm. That's uh, I-, I found that out at a soccer game on Thursday, I believe. Wow, that that's a that was a surprise. All right, we need to uh, get going here because we are running up against time. I just have one quick one announcement. Connor Desiderio has signed with St. Bonnie, so we have a Division One baseball player that we'll be seeing. Congratulations to Connor Desiderio of Maryville, and he'll be pitching for the Bonnies. He will be he will be the left-handed pitcher coming down to the Bonnies. Cool. So. Totally cool. All right, Francis, we left off, and we need to get into B1. The, as we went through all, you know, the other Bs, this is left over, and then we'll go into the A's and double A's. And then we have uh, Dawn Purcell from Iroquois. She's going to be calling in for the last segment to talk about uh, some concerns that she has in her district. All right, we'll start with the Warriors. Of course, the defending uh, Class B champs. They've won their fourth sectional title in five years last year. Uh, they lose this pretty key quarterback in Keyshawn Beal, two-time Connolly Cup finalist. However, it's Cheek Dewaga. They return to Mario Bass, Isaiah Sharp, and five starters. And, you know, this coaching staff knows what they're doing. They're going to find a good replacement for Keyshawn Beal. East Aurora Holland, Blue Devils. They return nine starters after going three and six last year. He returning Shane McSwan, Jack Rogers, and Connor Bass. They will miss running back linebacker Finn O'Brien. It's Lake- Connor Boss, not Bass. Boss, B-O-S-S. Boss. Oh, yeah, I read it wrong. <laughs> Lakeshore, I want to watch out for this team. They're two, they went 2-6 two and six last year, but Dan Russell is going into his second year as the program. He's really excited. Returns six starters in offense, seven on defense. Watch out for wide receiver Nate Stiles. Uh, he's big guy. He could have a breakout season. Luport, coached by Mad Bradshaw. They went 4-5, and five, missed the playoff. Return 11 starters, but they lose their key lineman, Joe Powers. They return J.P. Stewart, and watch out for Frank Previtt. Yeah, it's a running back. I got I uh, watched him last year against uh, Lakeshore. Yeah, Lakeshore, I believe it was, and he was impressive. Yeah, and uh, I think that was last year. His mother passed away in the right. middle of the year, Yep. and so why, they, Coach Bradshaw said to watch out for him. And then finally, Pioneer, you know, they had that big year last year with Mike Riegerman. Keep in mind, he was a tight end last summer before he changed to running back. So they returned five starters in offense, six on defense. They still bring back Tyler Ellie and Trey Hill. 
Uh, so this could be an interesting year for Pioneer to see if they can keep up that um, success. Sure. Fra- Francis, would you agree that uh, it's uh, Chicktawaga probably for the top seed, and uh, can the other three schools challenge Pioneer for the second seed? I think Lakeshore is getting the second seed. I'm not sure about Pioneer. I think they lost a lot because they lost their quarterback, they lost their running back, they lost their two key linemen, and these were guys that were like three-year starters. Yeah, that is tough to replace. Tom, yeah, no, I'm, th- this is the one conference that is really is is a toss up this year. You don't know. There's so many variables here that we don't know that it's got to see. You're dying to go to that first game just to see that first game to see how it plays out a little bit right. inside that conference. When you say conference, you mean just B one or the whole classification? The B one is what is because okay. that's what we're talking about right here. I mean, the whole class I think starts to play. Uh, very quickly as we start adding in some of the other schools that we already know about, right, that are confidence. Yeah, and there's but, always that one one or two players that are going to come out of nowhere that, you know, nobody forecasted, and all of a sudden, bam, they're on the scene. If you remember at this point last year, we were touting Pioneer before the season started. Well, we thought Iroquois was going to be that third team. Yes. Because Maryvale was in there, so we are like, oh, they're a lock. We yeah. thought Iroquois was going to be the third because team. Because of Iroquois, how solid they've been. But we were touting Pioneer. Dick and I both are on here talking about Pioneer because we knew about the line play. We knew this line was going to be an unbelievable line coming up for Pioneer. And you saw that was what they lost a big part of. But if you remember, what we talk about with Pioneer is that incredible wrestling program, too, that's down there at the same time. That you wonder, does it turn around and still equate to a great line to be able to open up the lanes, to be able to do some of the things that they did very well last year. Sure. All right, let's go to A2. It's uh, a lot of very good teams in this division. You know, we have West Seneca East in here. We have South Park. We have Star Point. This has always historically been a very strong division. We'll start alphabetical order uh, Amherst. They returned just three starters last year after going four and four. They'll have to replace uh, three-year starters and quarterback Ja'Kai Womack and running back Deshaun Bearfield. They do return senior Ryan Bicca at center nose guard. Grand Island, they're coached by Dean Santorio. They went 7-2 last year, fell in the Class A quarterfinals. They have some replacing to do. Yeah, they do. Uh, they returned four starters in offense, three on Defense. Actually, they fell in the semifinals, uh, but they lose Cam Sianco. I mean, he was a th- really three, three-and-a-half-year starting quarterback for them. Uh, that will be tough. Uh, they have Ben Moscala, Blake Blecky, and Jack Dugolinski, who really had some good uh, time as a sophomore on this team. He'll be back. So this could be a tough year, but then again, it's Grand Island. They're always good. Kenmore East, my alma mater, they've won just five games in the last four seasons. And I know this is bit I know this is a lot to say, but I think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. Uh, He's been touting that for a couple <laughs> weeks now. He's pushing this one as hard as he can. Two years ago, this team was a missed two-point conversion away from going their JV team was a missed two-point conversion away from going perfect. They have all those guys back. Um they had a bunch of guys start last year. I don't think two and six showed exactly what they were made of. Um, but watch out for QB Emery Lang, running back Dom Ferguson. They also got some transfers in. Uh, so this team could be very good this year. They returned nine starters. And then South Park, they're always good, coached by Tim Delaney. Uh, they fell in the Class A quarterfinals. Uh, but they return eight starters on offense, four on defense. Um, they bring back Clarence Thomas, who 
was injured in the first game of the year last year, very good runner, and never got to full form. But when he was healthy in that last game, you could tell this kid's going to be special. And if he can stay healthy this year, he's going to take South Park a long way. All right, let's take, a, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll pick it up uh, with South Park and, and continue from there. Uh, you're listening to Inside High School Sports. Don't forget, keep it locked here all day. You're going to want to hear more about the Bills releasing LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Sports Talk Saturday will delve in depth at 11 o'clock right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Jury, along with Francis Beck and Tom Prince from WNY Athletics and Roger Weiss. We are previewing the upcoming season, and we left off talking about South Park. We're into the A's now, Francis. All right. So for a long time, I don't know how much star point football you did over the years, but they were known for that ground-and-pound attack. Then all of a sudden, Aaron Chase came in, and they were suddenly an air attack. Well, Aaron Chase is gone. He's now at UB, but it looks like that air attack is staying. Uh, they started, uh, start point returns, 11 starters. Uh, they lose Chase and most of their receivers, but they return Joe Carlson. Watch out for him. And then they have a sophomore QB taking over, Carson Marcus, who looked pretty good at summer workouts. So watch out for start point. They could be interesting this year. Sweet home, of course, went 0-8 last year. Um, you know, tough year for them, just off the field and you know the way things happened but they returned 12 starters and so there's nowhere to go but up for them right and then we have west seneca east of course the defending section six champions made it to the class a state final they only returned five starters and of course lose uh, sean dolak so they'll be tough to replace but they do have davari mathis coming back and i saw a little bit of them last night in nt and their line looked pretty good so West Seneca should still be pretty good and then finally Williamsville South uh, they missed they had 11 straight winning seasons until they missed the playoffs last year uh, but they returned eight starters on defense seven on offense so they should have a big bounce back year uh, and they bring back AJ Urbanek and Xavier Garzala so watch out for Will South I We're like, always watching out for Will South. That's yeah. a program there. South Park looked pretty good yesterday in a scrimmage. I stayed briefly at Canisius before I went on to uh, West Seneca for the Lancaster scrimmage yesterday. Uh, but uh, to me, after South Park, there seems to be an awful lot of parity in that uh, A2 division this year. Good, then everybody uh, be knocking off everyone else. And I can understand why Francis might be optimistic about uh, Ken East. Which is funny, which is what is the theme, I think, almost when you go conference to conference, how much parity you're going to hear this year versus years in the past. So here's my question to you, okay? Mm -hmm. So last year, (laughs) last year I said, right, was the year of the quarterback, right? right? Which is what I said. Now, I do believe there are some elite quarterbacks that we still have. Don't get me wrong. I don't think this is necessarily the year of the quarterback where we're going to hear about 20 quarterbacks, you know what I mean, how great it was. This could be really the year of the supporting staff or the supporting casts to make a team whole this year. Mm. It could be the underdogs, in essence, or the 
Um, surprise unsung factor. heroes, the unsung heroes that Dick Dick Gallagher likes to use mm-hmm. could be the difference this year. Well, the way I kind of looked at it, I see it as a rebuilding year in all of Section 6. Look at the Connolly Cup. We had yep. nine finalists who were seniors last year. Yep. We lost guys who are multi-year starters, multi-year stars. So I think this year we're going to be looking for who are those new big names. So I think that's the way... I look at it as a rebuilding year. It could be the running game. Maybe it is supporting cast, but I think it's a rebuild. we got to find new stars this year. But oh, good it, luck listen. narrowing it down to 10 guys for finalists. Right, for no, and Cup. that's any year. You we, know that. Well, right? no, yeah. but I mean uh, maybe top one or two favorites, you know, repeats from a year ago or just miss being top 10 a year ago. But after that, my goodness, there's got to be two dozen candidates right off the which is, remember last year, we probably had 20 candidates right off the bat, right? So, I mean, I think we probably, I don't know if we've got 20 this year, but I bet you there's a good solid 12 to 15 that we could put on a list right now and be able to do it. All right, so A1 real quick. I think this is a mix of teams that, of traditional powers, are going to take a step back and teams that usually haven't done well that are going to go forward. We'll start Hamburg. They went 3-5 and five last year. Uh they returned seven offensive starters, six on defense. Uh, they finished off the year on a pair of wins, so if they can carry that momentum, Hamburg could have an interesting year. Kenmore West returned, went 4-4 four and four last year, returned six starters on offense, four on defense. You know They returned Zach Boyce. They're going to be pretty good, but they lose two big guys, Cam Crozier Joe Stewart. They might be one of those teams that might take a slight step back this year. Uh, McKinley, new coach Brian Davis. Uh, he went to Williamsville North and played at Edinburgh. He takes over. They returned six starters from McKinley, went four and four last year. Uh, we'll see how new coach Brian Davis does in his first year. He was an assistant at Bennett for a couple of seasons. Uh, Niagara Weekfield, coached by Russ Nixon. Of course, they had that big senior class last year. Uh, they're mostly gone, returned Gotta only. replace Parks. Yeah, that'll be tough. They return five starters, but they bring back Chris Gordon, who was kind of their quarterback they put in when they put Parks at running back and receiver. So this guy has really bonafide snaps. Uh, the key for Weekfield is they have to figure out how to carry that momentum from that senior class that have been building for the last three or four years to keep that going, even if the win-loss record doesn't show it. North Tonawanda. Uh, Rick Tom takes over. Coach Eric Yancey stepped down just a couple of weeks ago. Returned six starters on both sides of the ball. Uh, Bring back Tom Osborne, Cam Holmes, Go Caporci, and Chris Kenny. They should take a slight step forward this year. West Seneca West. Mike Vastola, the coach, returned six starters after falling in the Section 6 last championship game. Uh, Liam Schuer. Talk about guts with this. Talk about character with this kid. Two years ago, he was supposed to have the starting job, and then Matt Myers walks in. Last year, he's supposed to have the job, and then first week of practice, the quarterback from Sweet Home walks in. So this guy, it's finally his job, Liam Schuer. Um, he's back along with Mike Skolinski, who both won the state championship. Glinski's probably the best linebacker in the area. Um, they could take a step back, but, of course, Mike Vastola knows what he's doing um, this year. Williamsville East, one of the teams I expect to take a big leap forward. They've been an upward climb since Mike Torillo took over just a couple of years ago. Uh, they could another they could take another big step forward. They return eight starters, including Cal Shiflet of the legendary Shiflet sure. family, yep. um, and they have Noah and Nick Arnone back 
as well. I, I think they're I think Williamsville East is going to make the playoffs. And then Williamsville North, uh, I think they're a team that might take a step back. They moved down from class double A this year, returned five starters on offense, six on defense. But listen to the guys they lose. Dylan Kelly, Joe Nunzal, Jake Orlando, Dylan Mann, starters, guys who gave big production and big leadership. So um, that's going to be tough for them. They do have the sophomore running back, say your Leonard, who played quite a bit as a freshman. Uh, they're expecting him to take a big leap this year. Let's get out into uh, double A's. All right. Going the big to double boys. A's. Yeah, the big boys. Bennett, uh, coached by Steve McDuffie. They went 7-3 and three last year. They returned all, most of their backfield with Jay Perry, Justin Campbell, and Devontae Pompey. Uh, they're still going to be very. You know strong they're going to have they're going to have players. Yeah, they, they're going to compete for a sectional title. Uh, Clarence went five and four, won the Class A Chuck Funky Bowl, returned eight starters on defense, seven offense, but they two they lose two pretty big pieces, John Stevens and Jack Putney. The watch out for Zach Norton. He led them in rushing last year as a sophomore. He is going to be a star in this class double A. Uh, we'll go to Frontier. Went 0-8 last year. They were in Class A. They move up. Um, they had a really good JV season last year, and that and that was while they had five sophomores up on the on the on the varsity level. Hayden Carter comes back after leading the team as a sophomore in rushing. Hutch Tech, two and six last year. They fell in the Class AA Chuck Funky Bowl. They only returned one starter. They're a very senior heavy team. With 18 total senior graduates, there were 90% of their starters. Uh, Jaden Robinson, the quarterback, comes back for the engineers. Jamestown, they have this running back, Savon Van Sickle. He had a really good freshman year. Unfortunately, he had an injury early last year, so uh, his season was kind of done. If he's fully healthy, this Jamestown team, watch out for them. He would mm-hmm. be a Conley Cup finalist if right. he stays healthy. And then Lancaster... What can we say about Lancaster? Last year was supposed to be their down year, and they ended up winning their third straight sectional title. Can you say Eric Rupp is a legend in the making? He's doing such a great job, and of course, <laughs> oh man, did you see that pun? <laughs> <laughs> He's making Lenjeko is proud. And Joe Foyle, yes, it was good to see Coach Foyle yesterday at the scrimmage. Still shows up. Okay, Francis. All right, Lockport there. Uh, Trade Smith heads into his second year. They went 1-7 last year. They returned 10, ten starters, but they lose, uh, you know, of course, all Western New York uh, wide receiver Malik Brooks, who broke the area record. Yeah, for that's a lot of yards. talent to move on. Yeah. You think? Niagara Falls, coached by Don Bass, that went 1-7 last year, returned five starters on both sides of the ball. Watch out for Zion Page and Colin Stone. And then Orchard Park, I think the third team that's going to compete for a sectional title with Lancaster and Bennett. Uh, Craig Dana heads into his second year. They went 6-3 and three last year. They returned 12 starters, including their quarterback Jack Sharp and linebacker Mike Pataki. Uh, this team is going to be very good this year competing with those other two. A couple of things, Anthony, we should mention. Uh, uh, Francis alluded to Glinsky, the linebacker from West Seneca West. Uh, Let's not forget the two linebackers from uh, Lancaster, Marshner and, of course, uh, Connor Mahoney. Uh, comments on Double uh, A versus Class A. Double A, there's nine teams, and only one team will be eliminated as they go back to a seven-game schedule. 
Uh, they have two teams that they won't play each other, uh, but eight teams out of the nine do make the uh, quarterfinal playoffs. In the two Class A divisions, only the top four teams from each division will make the playoffs. So basically the double-A schedule plays out to eliminate one team from the playoffs. Yeah, Interesting. And, <laughs> yeah, and the big key to that, so last year only four teams made from double-A, right. right? So we're going to go back to eight. But I think this is going to be the key to watch out there. It could be the games not played that are the the, the ones that will actually have the biggest I, I impact. Have yeah, that's right in front of me. Seeding and be- home field. Because it'll be exactly who gets a higher seed because you didn't have to play Orchard Park or you didn't have to play Bennett or you didn't have to play Lancaster. So it could be the games not played that are going to be the biggest things. This and year. that's going to happen in A2 because I believe the A's have, um, only are playing seven league games because they have to fit in their rivalries in there. I, and I will still tell you, I think you said they're going to be in a down year. I'm do not in any stretch of the means count out Will North. I think Will North's right in there. Going to be right in there still. Ken it's, West it's, is a team they do not have to play this year. And uh, and, and Ken West is another another solid team. There's no doubt about it. Um, but when you look at what Will North brings in year after year. I'm going to be shocked. They're not going to be ready to be loaded to be. Uh, Plus, to they're be coming down from Class AA and they play a AA schedule yep. down to A's. And, you know, a year ago, if they were playing in A, that would have been a problem because yep. A was so loaded. This year, I think there's so much parity in A. Oh, God, what? 12 out of the uh, 16 teams uh, have bona fide chances of making the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you that much. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we are going to talk with uh, Don Purcell from uh, Iroquois. Uh, she has some concerns about uh, the conditions going on and around the field. So we'll talk to her on the other side of the break. Don't forget, uh, keep it locked here for updates on the Bills releasing LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Derek will have more during the update. And at 11 o'clock, when Sports Talk Saturday takes the air, they will have a lot more to talk about it as well. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're back. You're listening inside high school sports. One last segment that Sports Talk Saturday is on the air at 11 o'clock. Of course, the big news is the Buffalo Bills releasing LaShawn McCoy. Though Joe and company will have a lot to say about that, as well as other Bills news as cut down dates, teams getting down to the final 53. Then uh, comes the practice squad and 
get ready for the season. As I mentioned, uh, as we went into the break, that uh, I invited Don Purcell uh, to come out of the program. She had posted something on Facebook, and an uh, article that was sent to me by one of my friends uh, is interested in the topic as well. And Don joins us to talk about the conditions going on at Iroquois. Good morning, Don. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. And yourself? I am well. We just had a scrimmage and we did great, so I'm happy. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for spending some time uh, with us this morning. I know uh, you're a concerned parent and you have raised a lot of issues concerning the conditions going on at Iroquois. Get our audience up to speed as to what's going on and what your concerns are. Okay. Um, we're just deteriorating. We're on a date and... Um, at this point, we're unsafe. Our athletic facilities are unsafe. Our equipment is unsafe. Um, there's been no improvement for 13 years. I mean, think about that. Would you drive a car that's 13 years old? Um, Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> you got to have a good mechanic. Yeah, I do have a good mechanic. <laughs> well, because that's, a, that's an old car. <laughs> Go ahead, Don. They haven't done they haven't done anything in 13 years, and when they did do it 13 years ago, it was a donated item they put in, so they didn't spend any money. Right. Um, they have these our our stands are our bleachers. They are out of code. They're horrific. They will undoubtedly have to be replaced after the next state building survey. Um, we my husband actually witnessed an elderly gentleman fall down. I mean, thank God he wasn't hurt. Yikes. Coming to the point of, you're, you wouldn't believe this exists. I took pictures. I took videos. I called the New York State. Uh, he's like the athletic director of New York State. I mm-hmm. messages and voicemails. I went to the TV, radio, print. I don't know what else to do. Before somebody gets seriously injured, this needs to be looked at. And I'm just coming at it from a mom's point of view. Um, our concession stand is essentially just an overhang connected to a storage barn and had recently had a pesticide storage warning posted on the door. Yeah, that's um, when I saw that, that kind of leaped out at me. And I was like, wait a minute, you're selling food next to a, a garage, so to speak, or storage area, as you said, that contains a pesticide. I, I can't believe that that's even approved. Well, the pesticides are gone now. They oh, okay. But they were in there. And the way Iroquois takes care of stuff, you know they didn't do a proper cleanup of those chemicals, and they allow us to serve food there. Then it gets better. Our outhouses, because we have no bathrooms, are 12 feet away from the food. What? what? It, where am I? Like, is, is this like a... It, it's just so upsetting. Then they only give us two outhouses. One is handicapped, but this is the best part. Poor handicapped people can't reach the bathroom because it's not paved. You live in Buffalo. We all know what the weather's like, right? Have you ever gone to a football game on a sunny day on a Friday night? No, usually it's raining, snowing, muddy, puddles, whatever. So how is the wheelchair going to get over the dirt and the mud and the puddles to get to this handicapped outhouse? Right. That, to me, in New York State states clearly that you need to provide proper bathroom for for the disabled. I mean, there's laws against this that we just 
disregard or get around or no one's reported, I don't know. Um, it gets better. Um, after my board meeting, they took down the pesticide signs. Great change. I'm sure that took a lot of work. Um, the water is provided via a pirate's hose that is 30 feet from the thicket. What? We have water coming through a hose. Um, the track, as noted by the superintendent, is in bad shape. Is There's holes in our track. Um, it's just, I, don't, I just don't know how this is even legal. Um, I don't think the bathrooms are ADA compliant. Our neighbors in Depew, I mean, you know sports better than anyone. Depew has the most incredible facility. Alden, East Aurora, both the Senecas are getting turf. Lackawanna is supposed to get it next year. Lancaster's Fieldhouse. But yet, I'm sending my son to practice, and he's hitting this sled. And this all started because of my son hit a sled um, that when you hit it, the pad fell off. Well, I was going to ask because I saw, I see the picture of the sled that you posted, and anybody's interested, they can go to our uh, Inside High School Sports Facebook page. I, I uh, forwarded uh, your uh, article that you posted. I'm looking at this sled, and I was first thing that came, I was like, "Does anybody even use this thing? It looks like it's rusted out and hasn't been touched in years." But you're saying it's it is used. Oh my God! It was used the day I okay. So I posted a GoFundMe, and the superintendent found out about it. So instead of offering to replace the sled, he replaced, he's like, oh, I'll give you pads. What? Did you see that sled? It's like a tetanus shot waiting to happen. That thing should be scrapped, seriously. You know, call uh, you know, anybody that deals in scrap metals, and that thing needs to be taken away. I'm, I'm looking at the picture right now, and I can tell you what, we have a better blocking sled at Niagara Falls Junior Football Club than this one. Even have a storage facility for our equipment, so everything looks like that. We put it in. Um, I actually posted a picture. We put it in like a trailer and leave it outside year round. It's it's like 1970s at our school. Nothing has been updated at all. Um, Iroquois athletic department motto is striving to be the best. To me, that's a joke. Um, given our coaches and students and athletes are given uh, facilities and equipment that are far below the competition. And any time a teacher or coach or anyone speaks up, in the morning they're called down to the superintendent. It's absolutely incredible. And, Dawn, I'm glad that you brought this to light, and uh, hopefully the uh, you energize the people in the district, get some things done to improve the facilities there. I mean, we've always held Iroquois in the highest regards for so many years. They've been so good to us, and we're hoping that things get squared away there, uh, you know, for, for the kids' sake. And uh, thank you for spending time with us this morning and getting us up to speed as to what's going on there at Iroquois. I really appreciating you putting some light on this topic. For the district to work in, if you could ask people to come out and vote yes to the new complex, to attend board meetings, just put some effort into this because our kids deserve it. They truly do. Absolutely. Don, I want to wish you the best of luck. Uh, you're doing the right thing, and uh, keep fighting the good fight. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. You as well. That's going to do it for us. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us. A lot of talk on the Bills releasing LaShawn McCoy. We'll be back next week with more Inside High School Sports. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.